Coming up on this hump day edition of the Nosebleed Seats podcast with Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafalo, we go around the NFL nosebleed style, recapping what else happened in the divisional round of the playoffs and previewing what should be a fantastic conference championship Sunday. So stick around to the show everyone can afford to listen to the Nosebleed Seats. But before we get to that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you about our friends over there at Lone Star Green CBD. These guys are incredible. Sent us, uh, sent us a nice little care package. Walchek and I have been love a care package. Just balls deep in the CBD, man. It's been incredible. Speak for yourself. The skin irritation. Uh, we talked about it. I'm not going to mention it again, but we all know Walchek's downstairs. He's had some issues. What? CBD has freaking eradicated that problem, and that thing was like roaches for him. They, he couldn't get rid of that sucker for months. So thank God to Lone Star for that. You you put it in your coffee. I like to start my day with a little coffee and CBD. That tastes It tastes good. Yeah, that's all fabrication about my rash issue. The rest of it's all very true. I love putting it in my coffee. You could go ahead and eradicate a rash if you had one with CBD oil. It does make you feel fantastic. I use it for my anxiety. You can use it for joint pain if you also suffer from anxiety as well, stress, whatever it is. I know my mom started using it for her fibromyalgia issues, and she's starting to already see the benefits. So hit up our friends at... Lone Star Green CBD on Facebook. You get a 20% off your first order if you mention the nosebleed seats. Inflammation, acne, skin irritation, all of the above. It takes care of it. Get your CBD at Lone Star Green CBD on Facebook. Tell them the nosebleed seats sent you. All right, what do you think? Should we do the show? Uh, Yeah, let's do the show. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats. The show everyone can afford to listen to. Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo. And she, yesterday we recapped Cowboys-Rams. The Rams moving on to the NFC Championship game 30-22. to Knocking off my Dallas Cowboys. But let's go ahead and reset, recap what else happened in the divisional round of the playoffs. And you had a bold call, Cotton, that the highest scoring game would be Kansas city Indianapolis. Yeah, that was the most wrong I was all weekend long, man. That was that was a sad one for me. I was expecting that game to be better. I obviously thought the Colts were going to win that game. I uh, I did mention that weather could possibly be a factor. The snow. I mean, uh, don't use that as a cop no, out. No, I'm not going to use it as a cop out. Don't use a cop out. I was just saying, you know, not totally sure, not being a weatherman, what the weather is uh-huh. going to be, nor a fortune teller. So that was a little bit. I said all I was week, like, damn it. Rams are going to score 30. Rams are scoring 30. I was right about that. You're a that. fortune teller about that. I was a fortune teller about that one. I knew it was going to be a cool, crisp 70 in L.A. Wasn't sure what the deal was in Kansas City. Turned out to be a blizzard. Uh, absolute blizzard. So, And even with that, I figured that would favor the Colts with their dominant offensive line and running game and what I thought to be a better defense, and boy, was I wrong across the board. I'm sorry for doubting you, Patty Mahomes. I'm sorry for doubting you, Bob Sutton, and the crappy Chiefs defense all of a sudden locking down. The Colts, Luck's got nowhere to go. The pass rush is fantastic. Oh, the Colts have the best offensive line in the league. No, they don't. Our pass rush is up your ear. We are all up in Andrew Luck's kitchen, and... The Chiefs were just dominant. Very surprising. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm sorry for not believing in you, Patty, either. I also picked the Colts in this game. I just didn't think that Kansas City's defense would hold the Colts to 87 yards rushing as a team. And it's weird because Marlon Mack averaged over five yards a carry at 46 yards on just nine carries. 
But I, I think the Colts were just taken out of their game plan so quickly. Oh, it was 21 and, and, nothing and that's before really, you I mean, that's a fault to them, though, in, in a way. I mean, I understand, yes, you're down, but you've got to know the Chiefs are still capable of doing that to anybody. You know, their offense is so good. Pat Mahomes is such a freak of you, you mutation that it's just anybody could go down in the blink of an eye a couple scores to Kansas City. you got to just keep chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Maybe good things will go. And happen for you. Now, the special teams block, I thought maybe that was it. Because we've seen it. You know, even last year, Kansas City came out, got up big on Tennessee. They had the comeback. It happened in Indianapolis a few years ago between the two same teams. Andrew Luck bringing them back. Alex Smith had the Chiefs up big. So, you know, Chief fans in Arrowhead were thinking as soon as that block punt happens, recovered in the end zone for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Here it's we go again. Uh-oh, uh-oh time. Luck's about to come back. It just and, never happened. And that's the thing. The Colts had their opportunities. In the second half, the the, the Chiefs offense really didn't do a whole lot. I think they probably kind of took their, their foot off the gas a little bit. But, you know, the Colts had their opportunities, and they just couldn't do anything. And I think all the credit in the world to the Chiefs defense, who everybody was hating on. We've been hating on them all year, and deservedly so. They've been terrible. I mean, the Colts, or we talk about the Rams offense, who put up 30 on the Cowboys. They put up like 55 on the Chiefs earlier this year. I mean, the Chiefs have been really, really bad defensively all year long. And then all of a sudden, they showed up. And they were dominant. And I, I think, and, and, it, and it goes across the board for all the games this weekend. There's a common theme. All the home teams and all the teams that had the, the, the week off before, the, the little bit of that rest, forget how much that really, that how much that matters. Well, it doesn't always. It this, doesn't. this year it did. This year it, it looks mattered like it, it was a, a big advantage. It was a huge but advantage. But in years prior, it, it hasn't necessarily played out that where the week did seem like it was that big of an advantage. This is the first year since I can remember that all four home teams won. Well, it was huge for all of them. You could tell they were all, you could tell they were more rested. I mean, I knew New England needed it, but gosh, Kansas City was high flying. The only team that got off to a rocky start was the Saints. I know we'll get to them in a little bit, but still, home field advantage and a week off uh, just, I mean, that that's massive right there. Yeah, with the Colts, I mean, you, you talked about the Cowboys offense, uh, being an issue, the Colts came out with four consecutive three and outs to start this game. And Andrew Luck and that offense had been so red hot, that has to be a stinker. I mean, if the Colts are looking at it, wow, what killed us, they had about as slow a start as you can possibly have. And that's a big reason the defense, they, they get no support. You're down, not a remedy for success. And even when you started to think maybe the Colts are going to go ahead and, and come on back, punt punt, punt, fumble. Yeah, no, it's like they, they get the opportunities. They block, uh, they have the block punt, rec- recovered for a touchdown. They get a free seven points, a little bit of momentum change there. <clears throat> Still end up, can't do anything with it. Andrew Luck and company. I mean, he just, he really didn't seem like he had anybody to throw to. They went man-to-man on him, and they just locked down their guys, and their pass rush was getting home almost every time. I mean, D Ford and Justin Houston had a complete resurgence. Those guys looked Incredible, and the defensive backs for Kansas City that seemed like they were getting toasted all year were locking down the Colts. I know the Colts it's amazing playoff football is just a different beast, man. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the Colts back in whatever year it was that they ended up going on to win the Super Bowl. Was it 2006 where they had a terrible defense all year all long? All year long. Worst run defense in football. Worst run defense in football. And then all of a sudden in the playoffs, they stopped the run better than anybody. And their defense is not only like just decent, but like became like really, really good. Like 
That's what it reminded me of, like, oh, my God. And the thing about it is that Colts team had a, a guy like Bob Sanders who was injured most of the year. They finally got him back and healthy, and you, it's like, okay, a guy like Bob Sanders, you put him in your lineup, oh, that's going to help you. I can understand a little bit why your defense got better. The Chiefs, I mean, they, they still didn't even have Eric Berry. They got him towards the end of the year, and then he was back injured again and didn't even play. So it was like there was no – it wasn't like they inserted a player that they hadn't had in a while. It was just – Man, they showed up and played way better for no particularly good reason. You know what is so ironic it's that you bring up football. the 06 Colts? You know the team they beat in the wild card round? It was the Chiefs. To start that run? Yeah, it was the Chiefs. It was the Chiefs at home. And Larry Johnson. LJ. And that vaunted Kansas City rushing attack thinking they were going to go in and do it to Peyton Manning yet again, and it didn't. Happen. And the Chiefs defense, or I mean the Colts defense just stepped up and dominated for no reason, not only in that game, for the rest of the playoffs. Let's see if the Chiefs can maintain it, but what a start for him, man. Unbelievable. Patrick Mahomes' first snow game that he'd ever played in, was that a factor? It proved not to be. He was outstanding. Then Dude, came Sunday. Well, Mahomes made many, many throws. He did Mahomes like things. Jaw dropping, but there was one particular one that they show from the all 22 angle. So you get the the behind the offense view, and Mahomes is in the pocket. He's not really liking too too much. He's kind of dancing around. All of a sudden, the right tackle is all up in his face, and the defensive end, you know, that is all. They're all up in his face, and he sees Travis Kelsey coming over the middle, and he's not wide open, but he's he's open, and he's coming across towards the right, and Mahomes, with the right tackle in his face, can't just throw it straight on because it'll hit him, and literally keeps his body in the exact same place directly behind the right tackle, but has his arm, sidearms it all the way around to the right, goes around the offensive tackle and the defensive end, and it's perfect on the money first down Travis Kelsey. Unbelievable. And I was just like, oh my God, dude, that is... That is a play that practically nobody else in the league, I would say Aaron Rodgers is doing stuff like that because he can do that sidearm stuff. But it, it, it was just like, holy crap, man. This guy is virtually unstoppable. Yeah, uh, unreal, Pat Mahomes. And we'll see who the Chiefs are about to play in the conference championship game. It was either going to be a rematch with the Chargers of L.A. or the Patriots, a team that had beaten them earlier in the season. Here they come. Sunday afternoon in Foxborough. Did you pick the Pats? Oh, I certainly I did. I also picked the Pats. What did we no, say? No, you didn't. You said the Chargers, no, 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 I, I thought. I picked the Patriots. You picked the Patriots? Yeah, and I said Brady was going to sure? come out. Yeah, rerun the tapes back. I was all about Brady okay. coming out and okay. having a Brady-like all right. game. All right, very good, very yes, good. don't even start your no, rubbish No, I just know that me. everybody I also else was said on that the Chargers. this would be the highest-scoring game between both teams of the weekend. And by golly, this game was my home run. This game was my saving grace. Was it? Because the other games, I mean, I picked the Cowboys, beat the Rams. That didn't happen. I mean, I was 0-2 coming into this Coming one. into Sunday, I, yeah, I, you I were. picked Colts, Cowboys, they both lose. So I'm thinking, oh, crap, this is a terrible weekend. This game played out just about as, as I said it would. Brady, just from the jump. I mean, they were all over the dirty charges. It was like all the, the thoughts and the thinking and the speaking of Tom Brady, which I came out and said yeah. after they lost the Steelers, this is the last ride. Still think it is. But Brady did 343 yards, a touchdown. 
probably could add more touchdown passes, but the run game was just so damn good. It was so good. Sony Michelle, 129 yards, three touchdowns. My buddy Rex Burke had gotten to the end zone. Julian Edelman, the fountain of youth, nine catches, 151 yards. That's playoff Jules, man. Jules killed it. If there's a player that's not a Dallas Cowboy that might be my favorite, Is my it? Jewish brethren. Wow. I Mr. think it might Edelman. be Jules. Is it the beard? I love the beard. I love his attitude. And I love his game. Like when Julian Edelman's on, it's fun to watch. Yeah. He's and just you never a baller. Know, you never know when you're going to wake up and see a, a selfie of him and another chick in bed floating on Twitter. He keeps I mean, you on I, your toes. You just never know. No doubt. So, uh, what Patriots- do you think, though, being a, a Dolphins fan? Oh, and sucks. now all the rumors are. Oh, well, I know, I know you hate the Patriots. No, it's so the worst. Yeah. The Patriots winning whatever. But yeah, what else do you want to know? It's, it's awful. Their new head coach is supposedly going to be Brian Flores, the defensive coordinator of New England, and he really did a great job for three quarters against the Chargers' defense offense. Excuse me, which with Philip Rivers, Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon had been one of the best in football all year long. Yeah, you know what it does for me is it, it definitely excites me, especially when I see some of the things that the Patriots do defensively that I, I crave the Dolphins to do. Like for 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 one, just having corners that completely disrupt at the line of scrimmage, wide receivers to throw off the timing of routes. The Dolphins never do that, and the Patriots are doing that all game. There's a point where. Dante Hightower, the linebacker, comes over to the slot, and whoever, whatever wide receiver is playing the slot, gets absolutely mauled at the off the line of scrimmage by Dante Hightower. That's the kind of stuff I want to see from my defense. So I like that. The other thing that I like is right now he's in a room for the second time this season with Bill Belichick game planning for what I believe to be the best offense in football, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. These are the kinds of offenses that. We need to know how to beat if we want to have any sort of long-term success. So I am glad he is in that room all week long with Bill Belichick putting a game plan together to stop the best offensive football. Now, I don't know if it's going to work, but at the very least... If it does, how, how erect are you going to Oh, be? my gosh. I will be... But it'll be full chub mode for Brian, uh, Brian no, 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 Flores. I'm going right past the chub. I'm going fully torque. Full torque. I will, and that'll be, that might be up until like the draft that, that, that could maintain. Oh, yeah. Oh, I always do. Oh, yeah. No, that's actually... Now we're talking, Flores. That's actually, yeah, that's my thing. So so it, I am glad about that. I know it's one of those things where it's like, oh, dang, I don't want the guy who we're going to hire to like go all the way to the Super Bowl because then he can't officially sign the contract and be the coach and be in the facility and getting everything going and get his coaching staff until then. <laughs> but I'm kind of like, not. you know what? Shut I down want, Pat Mahomes. Shut I want down you, Pat baby. Mahomes. Go ahead and shut down that Chiefs def- offense. Then I will feel like a million bucks. Oh, and then you go to the Super Bowl and you play a Rams offense or a Saints offense. And again, for two weeks, you're in a room with Bill Belichick game planning against these top offenses. You are getting the knowledge you need to stop the, the world's best offenses. Bring that crap to Miami and let's go do it. So I want the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl and I want Brian Flores and that defense to be dominant and understand what the hell you got to do to stop these awesome offenses. I like your thinking. In what I also liked, and you briefly mentioned it earlier, the Saints came out. They looked like complete poo against the Eagles. The Sheagles jump up 14 to nothing. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Nick Foles is doing it again. But no, it didn't happen, baby. The Saints, 20 unanswered. They find a way to get it done. Damn you, Alshon. Thank you, Alshon Jeffrey. I was picked the Eagles. I was going to be 3-1 for the weekend. Bleep you. I was going to be friggin' just on fire. I hate you for saying this even. I could not have 
the Cowboys losing, and the Eagles going to the NFC bleeping championship game again. I couldn't take that. My sports soul could not take that. So bleep you. You can be wrong on one. We were both two and two each. Okay, hey, listen, I actually got a serious uh, topic for you here. When it comes to the Eagles, I remember specifically watching the game, and I was thinking to myself, wow, we're, we're riding with Big Dong Nick as a show. We went with it. That's his name. That's his nickname. And then I was thinking to myself, it just came to me, Big Nick Energy. What? Big Nick Energy? Big Nick Energy. Have you not heard? Is this... Is this not ringing no, any this bells? Isn't to you? Ringing any bells to you, me. you haven't heard the the term, the new. It's topical. It's new. I guess it's I'm endearing, out of the loop. Called big energy. You haven't you haven't been on the big energy train. Nope. That's crazy because you give off not on a lot of such, dong trains, man. Such a big energy. I mean, you give that off. No, I appreciate you that. are the persona. You are when I think of big energy. Besides Nick Foles, I think of Zach Wolchuk, so I just can't believe you've never heard that. That's flattering. It's actually a phrase. It's a huge thing that's going on right now. I think Big Nick Energy is where it's at. I think that's a great name for our man, Nick Foles. All right, well, or big- Nick Poles. Oh, Nick Poles isn't bad. Big Nick Energy. You know, I did some thinking. He did. 18 of 31, 201 yards, a touchdown, two picks. Of course, the game ceiling one that goes doinks off the hands of Alshon Jeffrey into the waiting arms of Marshawn Lattimore Dude. as the Eagles were going to seemingly win that game you on want, a game-winning want, touchdown drive, which would have absolutely brought me to tears. You want to know something funny? I'm sitting there by myself in my living room watching this game. Pants I'm, off? Yeah, of course. They were. They flew off as soon as they missed that field goal. As soon as Lutz missed that field goal, my pants went flying out the window. <laughs> holy hell, I, didn't, I couldn't even control it. Okay, I'm like, holy crap. Big Nick Energy is about to take this team down the field in the Superdome. Say bleep you, everybody. We're going to the NFC Championship. And uh, they go down the field. They're moving. They're great. They're in Saints territory. They make a play. Now time is completely on their side. They really don't need to rush. I'm noticing they're rushing. um, And I'm like, guys, you, you really don't need to do that. It's getting down. It's like two minutes, 30 seconds. They make a play. Great. I think they, I think they had a first down even, and they're like rushing to the line. They're the only team that I saw really rushing at the end of the game. Yeah, and then I'm thinking you know, The Cowboys myself, are lollygagging. The Colts were lollygagging. The Chargers kind of had up tempo, but they were down about 10 million scores, so it didn't really matter. The Eagles, yeah, they seemed a little too frazzled. They see, I'm like, why are you guys going so fast? You don't want to score too it's fast and give it back to Drew. Nick Poles wants to go fast. Yeah, well, I'm like, hey, Big Nick Energy needs to slow it down. Well, they they, they get the first down or whatever. The clock's still going. It's like 2.15. There's like 2.20 left in the game, and the clock's ticking. And I see they're just kind of standing around. I'm like, okay, they're, they're definitely just going to let it run down to the two-minute warning, gather themselves, and then continue this. Well, I jump off the couch. I've had to pee for so long. I'm like, all right, this is my chance. I'm going to go. So I don't, oh, I don't no. let the two minute warning go. Oh, I don't that's, let it. That's a problem. I don't see the two minute warning. I just assume the two minute warning. So I go. I take my Never pee. Assume. I, I, I run back into the living room. It's still a commercial break. I'm like, all right, get on the couch. The, the game pops back on. The broadcast goes, and the Saints have the ball. And I'm like, wait, what? What just this doesn't make any sense. You There's a two the minute game. warning. It's the two minute warning, and the Saints have the ball. I just got up to pee, and the freaking Eagles had the ball and they were driving. What happened? I don't know. You peed for too long. Clearly. Well, 
the flow is great. No, because the problem was when I got up to pee when it was like 2.20 and counting down to the two-minute warning, they ran a play right then, and I didn't know. I just assumed they were going to let it roll down. So I went into the bathroom to Never pee assume. all the while Nick Foles is throwing a freaking pick because Alshon Jeffrey can't catch the football. Thank God he can't catch the football. And I didn't even see it live. I come back. I can't wait. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to have a great ending here. The games over this whole weekend have kind of not been that good. We finally got one. Big Nick Energy is going to do it for me. And then Drew Brees has the ball after commercial break. I'm Thank like, what the, the Lord, bleep? Dude, I wanted to kiss Drew Brees Gosh, after that. that pissed me off. Thank you, Marshawn Lattimore. The, the skies and the... Bleep you, Alshon. The moon has come together. We've got no more eclipses. Everything's great. I love the world. But the Saints should be a little concerned because they didn't look good. They didn't, again, again, they didn't look good. Drew Brees, two touchdowns, a pick. I mean, he seemed to get it going. Michael Thomas was a man-child in this one. 12 catches, 171 yards, and a touchdown. The dude was unguardable. Yeah. But they're going to have to figure some stuff out. I mean, I think their saving grace might be the fact that they're at home. That's going to benefit. Hugely. But I just think the Rams are going to have their number in this one. The fact that they lost earlier in the year by 10, they learned a lot. Right now, I think Sean McVay's proven there, there's nobody in football smarter than him in terms of putting together a game plan. And using it against you, the things that you do badly, I'm going to point them out. Well, I mean, a guy I'm going to find Bill out Belichick anything. I have something to argue with that, but I hear you. Yeah, sure, Bill Belichick. I'm, but I'm focusing on the NFC Championship game here. I hear you. Or I'm hear comparing you. McVay, Peyton. I think McVay's going to have some tricks up his sleeve. McSex. And yeah. you know I love Sean Payton, so that's big of me to say. Yeah, no, it's going to be a great coaching battle. A great offensive you know, back and forth, what you would think. I mean, the first game was like, what did it end up being, 45 to 35 or 45, something like 35, that? 45-35, yeah. yeah so, and I the mean, Saints were up big. The, the, the Saints, Saints had were a rally. Up big, yeah. And, and you, know, you know what's going to hurt the Saints as well in this game is they, they got a little banged up in that Eagles game at Sheldon Rankins. They Rankin lost Sheldon Rankins, in, yeah. That's, and, that's a big loss. And that's a big loss. All the Cowboys fans saw just this past week what that Rams offensive line and running game can do to you. And if you're not 100% healthy on your D-line, New Orleans, you're in trouble, and I, I know that Philly. I think had a decent, uh, you know, a decent night running the football on them, and, and Philly's not even, you know, one of the crazy powerhouse run teams. At least in the first half, Philly was relatively having their way. But I know the Saints made adjustments defensively and were able to come back <laughs> yeah, and, and do some stuff. Yeah, it because they only ended up giving 14 points. Well, they only gave up 49 yards on the ground. 49 yards on the ground. I bet they all happened in like the first quarter. Because they were just I think mowing the first like eight minutes of the game. Yeah, they were dominating, and then and then really the Eagles didn't run the ball a lot. I mean, Wendell Smallwood had ten carries. They really went away from the run. Ten carries. I for think what, they had 50 Nick Foles yards? throw the ball way too much. Yeah, ten carries, thirty three yards. Gotcha. Three three average. I don't know. I guess the Rams couldn't run the ball, or I mean, the Eagles didn't run the ball very well. They just didn't really threaten. I mean, no, they they, just, I don't think yeah. this, they really just sure. didn't. They didn't want to run the ball. You know, the Rams are going to come. The Rams out and say, are going to want to run the ball. Fat face Anderson. <laughs> Oh, oh, here no. we go. It's we got, really more fat. We got biscuits and delicious foods on the way. We got the buffet line coming through for CJ. Does he look more like a biscuit guy or a waffle guy? Because I feel like the syrup, he's just got that he's syrup look. Probably a, pan, a pancake guy, a flapjack guy. Gotcha. So you think syrup over gravy? 100%. Okay. Still a stud, though, CJ. I just think for the first time. In a long time, we've got the four best teams playing. And I know that I ended the show, you know, with Cowboys conversation saying that. But it is just interesting how all year long, you looked at the AFC, the Chiefs were head and shoulders the best, and then the Patriots are just there because they're the Patriots. But 
at times, you know, Steelers were in the conversation. They didn't even make the playoffs. The Chargers were in the conversation. The Patriots made them look like poo. I mean, that game was the most lopsided, maybe, even though the score doesn't dictate that, but probably the most lopsided game of the entire weekend. New England absolutely crushed the Chargers. So you've got the two best teams in the AFC in Kansas City and New England. 100%. And you've got the two best teams all year long in the NFC with the Rams and the Saints. And I think that we're sitting back here. We're looking at the tournament, and it's played out the way where we're going to end up having the two best teams in football playing in the Super Bowl, and that's all you can ask for. And I'm excited about it. We've got two sex games oh my God, coming up on Sunday. Sex games. Chiefs hosting the Patriots. Sexy as all hell. Pat Mahomes, Tommy Brady, it's supposed to be changing like of the guard. Five degrees. Should be cold. It's going to be cold as Should hell. Be snowy. Um, oh, it, let's the get Patriots going. and Tom Brady have a little chip on their shoulder. Tom, did you hear what Tom had to oh, say at Tom the end of the game? Oh, Tom game I thought was brilliant. Oh, what he my had to gosh. Say. We suck. Yeah, everybody says we suck. We can't win games. When's the last time he that said, happened? Eat my bleep. 2003? It'll be a good game. They're a good team. And uh, we played them earlier this year. You know, I know, you know, everyone thinks we suck and, you know, can't win any games. So we'll see. It'll be fun. That's exciting. There's just a little bit extra energy going into that fun. one. And then you have... Obviously, the Marcus Peters and Sean Payton feud oh, yes. from earlier Juicy this season. No doubt. Some of the best audio of the year from from Marcus Peters and the gumbo. Tell uh, Sean Payton, keep talking that shit. We're going to see him soon. You feel me? Fair enough. Yeah, because I like what he was saying on the sidelines, too. So tell him, keep talking that shit, and I hope he see me soon. You feel me? And then we're going to have a good little, nice little bowl of gumbo together. So we got good stuff this weekend, and, and that doesn't even... You know, mention the fact that these are, like you said, just no matter what, these are on the field the best teams in the league. And I think the home field advantage is really going to come into play massively. I think if this game was in Foxborough, talking about the Chiefs and Patriots game, I think I'd be pretty easily on the Patriots. Oh, I'd pick the Patriots 100%. But since it's in Kansas City and the Patriots have not been good on the road this year, they were undefeated at home, but they lost like four or five road games this year. They are not the same team. And this past week, they were healthy. They were rested. This week, they're going to be a little bit more banged up. Well, you hit the nail on the head earlier. The way that Justin Houston and D Ford got after Andrew Luck, they need that. And if they can do that against Brady, they'll win that game. I agree. That's the that's the way you beat New England. No question. And you get up in their face, and you press them at the line of scrimmage. And but you got to be able to stop the run. This isn't the same Patriots team of yesteryear. They can run the football at you, and they will constantly. And then they'll just flip it to James White. They don't even need Gronk through the air right now. They're running the ball great. The Kansas City defense is going to have to play well. And now I'm not going to doubt them because they just completely dominated what I thought was the best offensive line in football. They did it with relative ease against the Colts. So I think home field advantage matters tremendously. Arrowhead is such a tough place to play. Arrowhead is a very tough and place to Kansas play. City, once they got their wheels under them in that first game against the Patriots, Patriots could not stop them at all. But the Patriots had built enough of a lead to where they were able to win that game. But again, that was a Patriots home game. They are in Arrowhead, and my gosh, that is a massive home field advantage. Pat Mahomes, too good. The speed, too much. And I, I just think... It's time for Andy Reid. Now, again, I, I, the Patriots can easily make me eat my words, and I won't be surprised at all. Because they do it so often. If Bill Belichick and Brady, they're just they're just a different breed. And Andy Reid in these kinds of games, he can kind of tighten up a little bit in not a good way. 
Um, the Chiefs, as a franchise, absolutely historically, no doubt, have tightened up. And this is like their first home game for the it AFC was their first championship. Win. In forty six like, years, forever. I yeah. mean, a crazy amount of time. So, so they're going to be amped. The energy is going to be crazy in there. The weather is going to play a factor. These are two teams that should be able to handle it, no problem. Well, New England, for sure, they're used to this, no doubt. And Kansas City is too. I mean, they've been playing in it for the last few weeks, and they've been fine. They were fine on Saturday, that's for sure. So, I'm picking the Chiefs. I just think Mahomes is too good. They're too fast, and their defense is actually. Good now. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, they had a resurgence. Um, so that's Eric the Berry why could I'm going be with. a huge impact player in this one if he can go and he didn't play against the Colts. I just think the Chiefs are going to need all hands on deck. Yeah, you saw the first meeting. The issue was every single time the Chiefs did some kind of amazing Pat Mahomes esque thing, Brady and the Pats would answer. I do think home field advantage plays a factor, and I think you are going to see some miraculousness from Tommy Brady. I think we're going to get. The best conference championship game in the AFC since Colts-Patriots in 2006. Man, the 2006 Indianapolis Colts have really been the theme of this show. And the Colts were at home. And the Colts were at home. And they rallied. And you saw Peyton Manning have that final moment of, yes, here we go, hand off a die, touchdown. They came back. They got the job done. And the one time the defense really stopped Brady all night— They get the interception to seal the game. I think it's going to be similar. I think you're going to see vintage Brady and the Patriots. They show up. They move the football. They're going to have doubt crept into Kansas City's face. But Pat Mahomes is going to make the necessary plays. Travis Kelsey will find a way to get it done. Because you know Belichick, Flores, and company, that's what they love to do. They're like, all right, who's the best player, the best offensive weapon? It's Travis Kelsey. Kelsey killed Indianapolis. Tyreek Hill, they're going to try and find ways to get him the football. But I think the Patriots like Stephon Gilmore on Tyreek Hill. Not in a foot race, but just overall physically, size-wise, able to match up. But Travis Kelsey's the guy that they're going to look at and say, we need to take him out of the game. I think they will for a half. But Kelsey's going to find a way. He's going to break out in the second half. And the Chiefs are going to do it. It's the Chiefs' time. I'm with you, man. If it's not now, it's never. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, if the Chiefs can't do it, it will be it will be sad. That's but, not true. Pat Mahomes is young as, as yeah. No, they're, 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 they'll definitely they be should, back. I think, think be in this position. It is again. fitting though for Brady to pass the torch on to the next generation. That is Pat Mahomes. And is he ready to pass it on just yet? Though is he it ready? Would not shock no. me. Oh no! I will if not I'm be completely shocked. wrong on this, and it's the Patriots on the other side that are scoring the game-winning touchdown, and absolutely advancing to no, get I won't be shocked Super at all. Uh, I think the Patriots could easily make me eat my words. I just think the Chiefs were so impressive on Saturday, and they are at home, and I think that's Who really the more deciding impressive? factor. I think the uh, wow, that's a, that's a great question because to me, I'd say the Patriots. Yeah, were. yeah, the pra- the Patriots were. Extremely I just didn't impressive. think they'd 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 spank the Chargers like that. But the thing for me is, is I just I know the Patriots are really good at home. I didn't know the Chiefs' defense was going to be good. There were a lot of unknowns with Kansas. City I just think there was game. more unknowns. Uh, you know, if you told me going into that game, going into that weekend, the Patriots are going to dominate the the Chargers, or the Chiefs are going to dominate the Colts. What's more likely? I would have said the Patriots dominating the Chargers. I did not think that defensively, especially the Chiefs, would be able to do what they did to the Colts in that offensive line. So I, ultimately, the Chiefs had a more impressive win, in my opinion. Over to the NFC side of things, Rams-Saints round two. 
We mentioned it. 45-35 was the final. The Saints got the win at home. It was the Rams' first loss of the season. They handed the Rams their first L. Ultimately, that win is the reason this game's in New Orleans and not in L.A. Really was a meaningful football game. I already went on record and picked the Rams earlier. I just think it's tough to beat a team twice. Similar reason why I pick in Kansas City to go ahead at home, get it done this time. I think the Rams, yes, it's on the road. I think that fast track benefits them and that offense, especially after playing in, in a bit of a muddy, uh, wet, yucky field that was in L.A. This at the Coliseum against the Cowboys. This team just looks so darn good. And the way that they're running the football, the way their offensive line is playing, I think they'll be able to run it on New Orleans. And I think you'll see Goff make some more throws. He didn't really have to make a ton against the Cowboys, but I, I don't think it's because he's incapable. When you see what the Eagles did against the Saints for a quarter, they weren't able to sustain it. I think the Rams are going to do it, but they'll sustain it for four quarters. And it's going to have to be a masterful performance for Drew Brees. That rush attack, you've really seen fade with Kamara and Ingram. They have not been the same the last two months of the season. They're going to need them. I mean, they're going to need... It can't just be Michael Thomas. You're going to have to find somebody else. Kamara, Ingram, Kirkwood, Ginn, whoever it is, somebody's going to have to step up because the Rams have are, are five or six deep in their offensive talent well. And they're going to throw it all out there on Sunday afternoon. Sean McVay's bringing all the darts, baby. And I'm trying to hit a bullseye on every single one. I think he does. I think it's going to take Sean Payton... Well, it's an onside kick like call like he had in the Super Bowl. I mean, he's going to have to be aggressive. I'm, a, I'm fascinated between that chess match. Those offensive-minded coaches yeah. going at it, I think, is absolutely... Oh, it's tantalizing for me to even think about. Well, it's but I just think it's the Rams. I think I think Rams Chiefs in the Super Bowl, we got a rematch of the barn burner that was on Monday night earlier this year. Yeah, that was... My favorite game of the year. Probably the best game of the year. And you know what? The Rams had two defensive touchdowns in that game. Yeah, they did. And you know what's funny is I was I was about to go with the Saints because of the home field advantage. And Zach Walchuk, you just convinced me that the Rams are going to win that football game. I Woo! Think let's go! The Rams are the better team, and the only advantage New Orleans has is the quarterback position and the home field. But... With the banged-up defensive line and what we saw the Rams do to the Cowboys' defense, which is definitely better than the Saints' defense, I think, wow, the Rams offensively are going to be incredibly difficult to stop. And we've seen the Saints struggle to score points, even against the Eagles this past week. What, they put up 20 points? And, and it took them a while to really get going. And you make great points that... Weaponry-wise, if you shut down Michael Thomas on the outside, who are you going to? I'm not scared of Kirkwood. I'm not scared of Ginn. I'm not scared of any of their tight ends. It's like Drew Brees has to be an absolute maestro out there. And can he do it? Sure, he's absolutely good enough to do it. And if he's going to do it anywhere, it's going to be at home. But I just saw them shut down the the Cowboys' running game. Well, then, okay. Then Kamara and Ingram, who, as you said, have been on the decline really over the last few weeks of the season, why would I expect them to have a fantastic game? I don't know. I think it scares me because the Saints at home, I don't think they've lost in the Sean Payton area uh, a, a home playoff game. That's correct. So they're they're unbeatable at home virtually. But, man, I think you just convinced me. I think Sean McVay, they've already lost once there. They're going to figure it out. 
man, I think, and they get a key to lead back. They didn't have him in that initial game where Marcus Peters got dominated, had to, had to go to both sides of the field and travel with Michael Thomas. He doesn't have to do that this time. He can stay on his one side where he's comfortable, a key to lead on the other. <coughs> yeah, because that, that other corner that they put in there, that dude is not good. I mean, Michael Jeez. Gallup ate him up in the second half of that football game. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and I just think, man... I think you convinced me. I think the Rams are better. Ah, I was going to go with the home teams. I was like, I'm not doing I'm not making that mistake again. I'm going with the home teams. You convinced me. Bleep it. Rams, Chiefs, Super Bowl. I'm excited. Now that we're talking about it, though. Oh, no. I'm sticking with the Rams. I feel good about that. Did I just make you less confident? No, no, no. I feel good about it. But my gut's really saying the Patriots are going to beat the Chiefs. Oh, no. Like My gut's screaming at me, don't pick the Chiefs. Like an Andy Reid choke job? Like, just... Just it's it's not anything for the, against the Chiefs. It's the Patriots. Really? It's just like Brady and Belichick. It has nothing to do with Andy Reid's. No, nah, it really and, doesn't. And, like and I, I still think tightening. I still of think the, the Chiefs will play sphincter. well. Maybe maybe a little bit. A little sphincter maybe like, tightening has to have maybe something like a twenty percent of Andy Reid's sphincter and eighty percent of Brady Belichick. Okay, just has me screaming, "You idiot! Why would you ever pick against them?" Yeah. But on the road oh, would be the time that they lose. So you're more confident in the Rams beating I'm, the Saints. I'm very confident in New Orleans. the Rams beating the Saints in New Orleans. Then you like are if the I had Chiefs to put money on the Rams to win this game, I would. Gotcha. That's so how I oh, feel wow. very confident okay. that the Rams are going to win this game. And that has nothing to do with your Cowboys bias, hoping that the team that dominated you is clearly no, the best team. No, because I've always liked uh, Peyton and Breeze too. Like it wouldn't okay. upset me if the if the Saints were to win. Sure, uh, I wouldn't be ups- or bummed about that. I really could care less. I really just want to see good football. No, and ultimately, that's what I've been praying for since Sunday night is just good football. Because this past weekend, I mean, the wild card round was great. And then the division around this past weekend, most of those games seemed relatively out of hand. And the team that was ahead was clearly going to win those games pretty much through and through. Except for the Eagles game, they gave you a little taste of fun, and then Big Nick Energy and Alshon Jeffrey decided to give me a blunder there with two minutes to go. But for the most part, those games weren't overly fun. I'm hoping these games are epic, classic, like you said, AFC Championship, best one we've seen in a decade. I think we're gearing towards that. They're clearly the best four teams in the league. They've both seen each other once before. There's some familiarity. I don't see a blowout taking place in these I am extremely excited. You got the best. You have the four th- best offenses in the football. four best offenses in football, and really, you got the four best coaches in football. And you maybe got, the best quarterbacks for this year. You have the best. I mean, minus Jared Goff. Yeah, I Goff mean, would be eh. up for debate, but certainly. but yeah, you have great quarterbacks, great coaches, and this is and and the just the overall best teams in the league all season long. Great offenses, man. This is this is what we've wanted since. Week eight, we all looked at ourselves and said, we know who the best teams are. Football usually gives us a curveball. We probably won't see the best four. Nope, we got it. The football gods have been on our side all season. I hope they're on our side this week. And Sunday should just be just freaking seven hours of straight sex. We'll see. It'll be fun. Well, we have both picked Chiefs and Rams. Uh, I'm not going to waver. Sure to go wrong. I'm going to stick with that. But, man, I think you've already heard... We are we are flip flopping hard on some of these picks. That's that's the greatness though of these matchups. They could go either way. We are in for a treat 
on Conference Championship Sunday. And we'll be back next week to recap it all and look ahead to the Super Bowl. Hells yeah. We are the Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Zach Walsh alongside Eric Chiafalo. Enjoy your football Sunday. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come poised. Tell Sean Payton, keep talking that shit. We're going to see him soon. You feel me? Fair enough. Yeah.